eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back. Welcome in. This is Country Roads Confidential at earsports.com. We are part of the Paramount Podcast Network. I am Mike Casazza. First day of June welcoming in Chris Anderson. Chris, busy month on the athletic campus at West Virginia for a whole bunch of reasons. Already kicked off, so to speak, with, well, I guess they couldn't even wait to get going in June. A Memorial Day camp. You were here. Uh, no barbecue, unfortunately. But look to me, pretty impressive when you have to look at the quantity and quality of players. And this parade is going to keep marching down um, Don Nealon Drive and turning into the practice facility in the stadium all month long for a program that has, frankly, quite a good bit of offseason and recruiting momentum. I guess big picture to start. How uh, how big is June shaping up to be for them? No, it, it, can we start this off my favorite kind of way? Correcting you on something? Yes, do it. There was a barbecue on Memorial Day. No, I just wasn't invited. Oh. Uh, the the coaching staff and they all got together. I saw them setting it up at the end of camp because that was that was a point of contention. I bet. I I mean I I guarantee there were. Not a lot of people thrilled about having to work a camp for, you know, several hours on Memorial Day. I mean, I know I wasn't giddy about it, but as the camp was closing up, I could see them pulling out the tables onto the field, setting things up, starting to bring out stuff for for a big picnic. And, and that is what the staffers and the coaches were getting ready to do, presumably with their families once the camp ended. So, uh, I didn't get the invite. I went to my usual. Uh, we're gonna see if we get a plug for this before I start plugging their names. See if we get a little ad ad revenue from this mm-hmm. one. But right across the street, if you will, from the stadium, for my usual pepperoni parm and some work afterwards. But everyone else had a nice big picnic after quite a big camp on Memorial Day. Uh, let me pause for a second here too. That's the first Memorial Day camp they've had, right? Yes. Yeah, Smart you, or it, not. Honestly, I guess it was. Uh, when I saw it on the calendar, I said, man, that's because one, you're, the first thought, the thought process is you want to be first. You want to be early. You want to try to get guys on. And it used to be the camp schedule or what was allowed was it, it was allowed starting June 1st. Right. Um, and, and so when they put it in May, I think there were a couple years back or whatever, they switched it and, and could be starting that weekend or however the calendar worked out. And they jumped on it to try to have it that first day. And that's something they've done the past couple seasons. And But this is the first on Memorial Day. And I saw it. I said, man, what, 70 kids 
maybe. Like, I just don't see this being a big one. Like, I just don't see that many people coming. Sure enough, 200, including, you know, a handful of guys that are our top targets across multiple classes, including a couple guys who were not camping and just came up to visit on Memorial Day with their family just to check out West Virginia. So um, I guess there weren't that many people that were, you know, dead set on staying home and having a nice cookout, and they wanted to get out and see West Virginia, and, and, and West Virginia made the most of it. Number two, the barbecue. For the recruits or just the staff and everybody who were at the camp? Just the staff and everybody that, that were at the camp. Uh, see, here's the deal. I've overheard this a bunch where people are, are leaving the facility and they want to get something to eat and they don't know where to go. Like, where should we go? Oh, is there a Chick-fil-A? Is there a Burger King? Yeah, I saw that. And that's that's fine. That's not the best in Morgantown. I, I feel like, man, you don't have to go anywhere. Just eat there. Uh, might be a, a price that they don't want to incur if you're feeding 200 kids. I get that. But I also wonder how many things were open on Monday, too, to go get food. And when all of a sudden, Neil Brown's rolling up with a slab of ribs for himself, and this guy's got to go get Taco Bell on the way out of town. That's that's a tough look. But no, Well, uh, technically they can't. Like, I mean, I guess, you know, unless it's an official visit, you mm-hmm. can't provide the food. And I guess you can because they do provide food for like when guys come up for the spring game or an right. unofficial visit. But they do charge them you know, whatever it is, 10 to 20 dollars. You can't give them free food. Um, so I guess they technically could have had it set out, but then charge food. But then they would have had to open it up for everybody. They couldn't exclude, you know, 200 campers there. And what are they serious about? 10, 20 of them? Maybe like in some of those being walk-ons, you can't tell the other 180. See you later. We're going to have a cookout with these other 20. You have to invite all 200. You'd have to charge everybody and you get into a great big mess there. We got to change the rules. Let's do it. Let's devote a podcast to this, Chris, because you can't have a, a Memorial day camp. Right. That's the barbecue celebration of the summer. If you ask me, 4th of July. Eh, okay. But that's really the kickoff for the summer. I think and everybody equates Memorial Day, the barbecue. If you're going to have a Memorial Day camp and a, and a barbecue over in the corner, you got to let me in. But no, oh well, yeah. that's another day, another egg we can crack. Um, a number of camps here, but the one I want to ask you about is, is kind of interesting because this, this kind of was a thing before and then it, it kind of isn't a thing anymore. But they have their big man camps and their seven on sevens and their, even their specialist camp, which, of course, you know, I'll be at. But they're going to D.C. Mm-hmm. June 7th for... Um, I mean, they're visiting, they're speaking, they're performing, I guess, their their evaluation and observation and instruction at a camp. But I don't know, it, it seems like it wasn't too long ago where like this whole concept of satellite camp was a big deal. And it was, I don't know, smart, unethical, all sorts of adjectives were used. And they do one in, it's it's on Mercer's campus, I believe, fairly Today. regularly. And a lot of people do that. But the DC one to me is new. Uh, what do you think about this? What's the idea? Yeah, I mean, it's closer. It's it's more likely to be players that they recruit areas that they recruit. I mean, Mercer's Mercer's huge, like absolutely enormous. And I think that's where the difference is. I mean, Mercer, you're going to have 50, 60 teams represented there. Uh, There are, I I think somebody threw out the number to me. I thought it was actually more, but somebody threw out the number of of about four, 400 kids. I actually thought there might be even more than that um, for the event. Maybe not. Uh, But I mean, they had 400 at a camp at West Virginia, Last year, um, that was a miserable camp. But I guess if you have more space and, and you know, 50 representatives there, you can do that. Um, but this one at Catholic, 
that's going to be on June 7th. I think that one just got moved from the 10th to the 7th. And West Virginia is going to be there. They're going to have at least a couple coaches there. Um, Shadon Brown, who recruits Maryland and Northern Washington, D.C. And A.J. Jackson, who recruits Northern Virginia and Southern, you know, Southern, Southern part of Washington, D.C. area uh, down into Richmond, which is obviously a bunch of area that can easily get to Catholic University. Now, that's two defensive coaches. But my understanding is they're also going to try to figure out an offensive coach or two to send down there as well so that, you know, an offensive eyeball can get on some offensive recruits. And there is the belief that there will be, just based off of where it is and the areas they recruit, you know, a couple dozen kids potentially that they have on their radar which is, is a loose term, could be anywhere from like a top target to like a potential walk-on down the road, but a couple dozen, three dozen recruits that they want to get eyeballs on and see. So this is a nice opportunity for West Virginia, and it, it's it's going to be smaller. It's not going to be like Mercer where there's 50 different coaches there and and four or 500 kids. Um, it'll be a couple hundred kids probably still, but West Virginia won't be fighting with dozens of other schools to get face time with these recruits that they want to see. Interesting. It's a good idea. Strategy seems to work. And if it pays off, um, man, th- th- this is, I guess, the point I'm getting at here, too. They can kind of go out and do things now because they have some buzz. Um, their top four recruits from the upcoming recruiting class are the last four to commit to the class all since March, capped off by Rodney Gallagher. Lots of momentum, we think, we we presume. And that's the point right now. You may not haul in a ton of 2023 guys right now, but this is obviously with an eye toward the future, 24, 25. We saw 26 out on the, the field on Monday, too. Near as you can tell, talking to people who are perhaps under the WV umbrella, but also people who are coming from outside, from different states and surrounding parts, to be a part of this. What's the temperature right now? Are people very interested or excited to see this, or is this just like one stop on a tour, as WV sometimes is? I think, I, I think it's red hot. I think, you know, a couple of the recruits they picked up, you know, it cost some attention, but can't stress enough how much that Rodney Gallagher decision really was like, huh? Wait, really? Huh? You know, you you get uh, Trotter, the linebacker from New Jersey, NFL legacy, a guy that had offers from all over the place, and then follow that up with Rodney Gallagher, who had a top 100 player offers from all over the place, and, and recruits start to take notice. And I was talking to a capital S source. Uh, next to another that that's very close to one of WVU's top targets um, and told me, you know, talking about uh, the, the player's recruitment, trying not to spoil things here, but it's saying, you know, Hey, doing this, going there, he's going here. He's going to check out this camp, going to check out this school, this school's involved. And then said, followed that, finished everything, this conversation up with man, but what they're doing right now here at West Virginia, it, it, it seems special. They said that was a big commitment they got the other day, and it seems like their recruiting is really special right now. And that is a that is a family member of another recruit noticing what West Virginia is doing on the recruiting trail, which means it's a topic of conversation in that household, which means it's something that that said recruit is taking notice of, and that's great news for West Virginia. So it means something, and I think West Virginia, what they're doing, if they can keep it rolling, you know, it's one of those things where you got to like uh, almost like compound interest. You got to, once you, if you stop, if this momentum stops, it, it could 
halt a lot of things. But if you can get another one and another one and another one and kind of just keep it coming, it could really get rolling. He's the Icarus of recruiting scoops. Chris Anderson, <laughs> too close to the sun there with the identity. Yeah, might have been. Got to be careful. We're, we're fine there. Um, let's go to other things that are happening on campus here. You have a lot of signees. We're trying to f- figure out their identities without being like, where's Waldo on Twitter right now and figure out who these people are. But on campus, working out, uh, in classes, and even if you're not in classes, if you're committed and signed and, and you're waiting for some, I don't know, online program to begin, you can still work out. And this is interesting because I was looking at this um, June is typically a big month, June, July, for NCAA legislation where they do their meetings and the rules. And most famously last year, the whole NIL debacle got kind of uh, kicked down the road in those months. Um, this year, they kind of waited till, again, this June, July period to figure out what to do on some things. But the big change was that you have that eight hours a week that, what do they call it, a summer athletic activity for, let's just stay with football. Football here, you can devote eight hours a week to it. And it used to be very limited. You couldn't do much. But now, two of the eight hours can be used for non-contact skill instruction, which didn't happen before. You could have guys working out, going for meetings, everything that basically, you know, you got a football. That's the only equipment. But now you can actually do skill instruction, which means a little bit of teaching on the side, getting out in the field and doing things here, too. Uh, That's a big thing. even though it seems small, just two out of eight hours for, I think it's a period of maybe eight weeks that hardly anybody uses all eight weeks. But a lot of new people coming on the campus for West Virginia, freshmen are expected to play now or are expecting to play for fear of the transfer portal. And then you have the transfer portal bringing a lot of people in. This seems like right time for for everybody, of course, but obviously for WVU just to give them, again, just two hours a week, but it's two hours they didn't have before. This does seem like it can make a little bit of a difference. Yeah, and it seems we've been trending this way for several years now. Uh, I mean, it wasn't that long ago where once you got into the summer, it was no contact, no, you know, if you wanted to work out and you wanted to do stuff for football, you had to do it on your own. You had to rely on, say, your quarterback to call a meeting and, hey, come out and run routes with me, come out and do this. Uh, and, and then they kind of loosened it a little bit. You could do a little more, like you noted, like have meetings and stuff like that. And then, yeah. This extra two hours could really make a difference, I think. Uh, it adds up over time. It's something that will help these young guys because they'll be able to, to to get into the rhythm of how this team works and who they're working with and get to know the coaching staff and how they coach before you get to fall camp instead of having to process all of that at one time that first week in fall camp. Not just a newcomer, but it's a great bridge for people who were here in the spring, either new or in a new role, an elevator role, it's that continuity that can disappear if you had a great spring or it can certainly deteriorate. This kind of sustains you a little bit. And then you're, you don't have that one step forward in the spring, two steps back when you're not doing much. This ought to help, too. Uh, finally, let's wrap up the other sport that can have a busy spring. We're keeping an eye, excuse me, a busy June. Keeping an eye on West Virginia basketball. The numbers still don't match up. 14 players on scholarship. You're only allowed to have 13 there's a name that everybody seems to be using and mentioning out there about a player who could come involved in the picture here soon. He, however, is considering the NBA um, and people are going back to Texas. So perhaps that's still on the table, too, because he is in the transfer portal from Texas. I'm talking about Courtney Ramey, of course. Um, 
some basketball camps here, back-to-back, um, 10 through 12, and then 12 through 15. Uh, team camps, individual camps, don't get a lot of recruiting attention for basketball camps. It's a different sport in that regard. But this does seem like the icing is uh, in one hand, the cake is on the table. It, it's probably time to figure out how to do this roster thing. I, I, I got to think by the middle of the month we're going to have an answer here as to how they're going to do this and who's going to be effective. Yeah, and maybe sooner than that. Uh, we're recording this Wednesday, June 1st, early in the morning, uh, putting this up presumably as soon as we get done recording it. And I believe it's midnight tonight, right, that that underclassmen have to make a decision on the NBA draft. Is that correct? I believe you are correct. And does that mean that Courtney Ramey has to make a decision now uh, on whether to come back? You know, he has to make it today. Uh, NBA or not coming back. And if that's the case, you know, it could be a sign of what his decision is going to be, who, you know, whatever that is. And if it is, then that affects what, and and if that, if he does elect to come back and then West Virginia gets into the picture, then that changes what West Virginia has to do with their roster and who's in and who's out and all that stuff. But yeah, I mean, one way or another, someone's out, someone, Uh, it could be two someone's depending on Rainey's decision. Um, and then you get into what are you going to do with the second person that's out? Um, but like you said, guys are enrolling. I mean, it's in football, it's in basketball, it's happening now. It's going to happen in the next few weeks. Um, they, they're, they're, you say June 15th, right? That's what you said. Mid June. I think we have a definitive answer all the way, like a full definitive defined 13-man roster, who's in, who's out by June 15th. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to, to clarify here. Ooh, let me correct you now. How about oh, that? Oh, no. Um, it, well, it's, this is not your fault. This is the annually confusing NBA dates. Um, the early entry withdrawal deadline is June 13 for the NBA. Uh-huh. The NCAA deadline to keep your eligibility is June 1st today. So wh- why we have this, I don't know. It's It's bizarre, but these two sides can't link up um the dates and 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 it's, it's a headache for coaches sometimes too it can be confusing for players um but yeah i mean a kind of an in or out thing and with the with ramey um had private workouts i believe did not do the combine that that might be an indication but i wouldn't i wouldn't necessarily say that just because you're not in the combine anymore doesn't mean you're going pro uh we, we've learned that here covering west virginia but if teams want to come and see you, and if you're an older player, they know a little bit about you, they're going to have a focused interest. So I, w- I wouldn't kick it out um, of the realm of possibility, but don't expect it. And then from where, where does he go? He's played this really smart. Um, he, a lot of spots are filled. There are fewer spots available now, but there are fewer players available. That pool might get replenished with people who decide not to go pro, and they come back, and either they don't have a spot, they're already in the transfer portal. A number of players have done that. I plan on transferring However, I may also stay in the draft. And there's a couple in the Big 12, like Kevin McCullough at Kansas, for example, Courtney Ramey at TBD. McCullough said, I'll go to Kansas if I don't go pro. <laughs> That's a heck of an option to hold, right? <laughs> uh, and Ramey's going to be one of those people now because a lot of, a lot of, I would say, high major programs and certainly programs of his caliber have needs because they lost players or have needs because they, they didn't get who or what they wanted. And they're a high major program, so they're going to be very attractive. And Ramey seems to be one of those players who would float toward the top of the available possibilities for schools. So 
Um, he will have his hands open, and I'm sure he will have them filled if he decides to come back. And West Virginia is evidently. I'm going strictly on hearsay and what people have kind of whispered to me, but also the googly eyes emoji when Trey Mitchell committed to West Virginia. That's uh, that's the 2022 way to authenticate things, that West Virginia is an option here. And and then you have, okay, now they got to fix this with two players, and the the one player thing is going to be a headache. How they do it with two and, and, and make it palatable for everybody is going to be difficult, but – Hey, it's 2022. It's June 1st of 2022. A busy month on campus. Uh, anything in particular you were looking forward to, Chris, besides sunburn? <laughs> There's plenty of that to go around. I think I put four coats of uh, sunscreen on. It was on, hot. On Memorial Day. Yeah, I think uh, last year we got the first camp was like 75 and overcast. Uh, this year just threw you right into the burner uh was it 93 and not a cloud in the sky and when you're standing down in the stadium on that turf field it's not 93 it it is higher for sure and um that's something um looking forward to the most i mean you know me i'm a recruiting guy i love recruiting stuff uh it's this is this is a huge month for recruiting for west virginia and i think these official visits are going to be telling in not so much in the who and the when on the commitments, because West Virginia will get more commitments, say by July 4th, because as everybody knows, and as we've seen over the years, you know, the dead period starts at the end of June, but guys end up, okay, let me take a couple days now that I've taken all my visits in June and I'll make a decision. And they announce on July 2nd, July 4th, July 6th, you know, that's, that, that's when a lot of decisions came out last year, uh, including like Jacoby spells. Um, so that part, I'm not concerned about the, the who and the what. I, I think what's most intriguing to me is the how many, um, how many more high schoolers is West Virginia going to take? Now, they have, quote unquote, unlimited scholarships. They can get up to 85. They're working on doing that right now. By the way, got clarification um, from a couple capital P people in the program. Starts right now. Unlimited scholarship starts right now, up to 85, uh, you know, for the total number. It starts for the 2022 class. So they're rolling on that. Um, And they'll be able to do it again in 2023. But if they get up to 85 already, and you also have the transfer portal, and you're still going to have unlimited next time around, do you want to load up on a bunch of high schoolers? Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I think in the past we've already said, before the unlimited number, like the max was like 18. So you can save a handful of spots for transfers and late guys and junior college players and so on. West Virginia is already at seven. Are they going to get to 12, 13, 14 by July 4th and be basically done with high school recruiting? I think that's this again, like it's not the who is always exciting the the win and are they going to do it on visits all that stuff that's always exciting camps are exciting but I, I think these next few weeks could shape or at least give a picture of what recruiting is going to be like for the foreseeable future and, and that's what's most intriguing to me what a shift huh just one yeah. little i shouldn't say little but one tweak like that is really going to have major reverberations in the way you just described right there too so hey another reason to stay tuned here june 1st beginning of the month Great time to sign up for VIP. Always something going on. And, hey, the campus looks really good, too. Your video and all the the upgrades and the housekeeping and the presentation. Um, hey, good job. I enjoyed watching that. 
<laughs> even though Thank I live you. here and I, I could I can go out and watch it whenever I want without having to hold a video camera. But it was kind of a good behind the scenes of how they had this place dressed up and ready to go. Yep. Until then, news will break. We're sure we'll be here when it happens. I'm Mike Casaza. And I'm Chris Anderson. We'll talk to you then. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.